Episode of Zealous Radio. This is Ro Hurley, and with me is my co-host Chris Otto. Hello, Chris. <laughs> so um, let's just jump right in here. We've we have a, a hotline where people can call in and leave us messages, and we've gotten a few voicemails the past couple of weeks since we've been kind of taking a break, I guess. Um, the first one came from a paleontologist um, in Montana, which is very interesting. And let's let's play this voicemail. Um, I'm a paleontologist, which means I kick dinosaurs' asses out of the ground every summer, and um, I'm damn good at it. And uh, I've had a few beers tonight, and I'm getting over a sinus infection, which is kind of like my kryptonite. Um, I have some super glue on my desk, and my house is filled with dinosaur stuff. You know, the thing about being a paleontologist is that you get over the kid part of being a paleontologist when you're young, you know, and you get into the actual science of it, you do it, and, you know, it's awesome. The research, measuring bones, you know, evolution, Darwin, all that's great. The thing about it is, your parents never get over the, the you being a kid, right? So what I mean is, like, my mother goes out to stores, and anytime she sees, like, a, a, a dinosaur thing, she buys it. So every every few months in the mail, I get this box full of dinosaur crap, like dinosaur notebooks or rubber dinosaur animals or like little two-inch tall glow-in-the-dark dinosaurs, stuff that's cool maybe on a birthday cake, but I'm 25 years old. What the hell am I going to do with glow-in-the-dark dinosaurs, you know? It's like I'm trying to publish a paper. Mom, come on, I've got a, other books I could get online. Please give me a gift. Or two. I, I don't know, but that's the one thing. Even my, my advisor who's a Ph.D., gets dinosaurs from his parents, his plastic dinosaurs people sent him, and it gets handed me down to me, so I'm getting dinosaurs from my professor and my mom. I don't know what to do with them, you know? It's like, I can't get rid of them because I love dinosaurs, and it's like, it's like abandoning a cute puppy in the road, but at the same time, it's, it's a puppy I don't want, you know? I need like a big, I need a wolf, you know? All right. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna, that's about all for now. I hope this was somewhat interesting Thanks. Bye. okay what'd you think of that Chris I thought it was a good call who would think an actual paleontologist would give us a call seems to really love his mother I mean which is good everybody should love their mother and uh, he gets a lot of dinosaurs that he doesn't want but uh, he gets them yeah I thought uh, I think we should have him on the show I think yeah, he, Beth. Sounds, he sounds uh, interesting like an interesting dude so please. Yeah, I just don't get why he doesn't like glow-in-the-dark dinosaurs, fossilians. <laughs> I like them. I like glow-in-the-dark stuff, too. Yeah, I just bought a bunch of glow-in-the-dark sand at a pet store, and, like, I put them around my cactuses, and then it, <laughs> when it, I'm not kidding. And then, like, they glow, like, for about like an hour after. Radio- radioactive sand? Probably. I don't know what they used to make <laughs> shit glow-in-the-dark, but... You're going to, like, I don't cactus eat it. will have cancer. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> okay, the, the next call... Um, 
collar. I don't understand a lot of what he said, but apparently this man has a cat, and he's he's obviously mistaken me or you, maybe you, for someone who came he over. He asked for Dolly. Did he say Dolly or Darling? I thought he said Dolly, but it, it might be. It sounded like Dolly, but I think uh-huh. he... He he was. I think he was trying to do like an accent or something. Yeah, a bad accent. Yeah. So let's play this one. Yes, hello, Dolly. Um, I was just wondering if you would like to meet up again. Last night was magical. Um, I really liked that thing you did with the with the cat. That was that was truly something something from another world. Anyways, give me a call back because I would truly appreciate it if we got some other animals involved next time. Thank you. Okay, so Chris, did you fuck this man's cat? Um, no, I thought he asked for Dolly. Dolly. And I don't have cats, and <laughs> I think he might. Uh, if he did say darling, then it's probably calling you because you have cats. I don't. Yeah, but he said it was his cat, right? Yeah, and then uh, he said last night was magical. And I haven't done anything magical in quite a few nights. Even with the glowing sand? No, that's not really magic. I know how it works. It actually oh. traps the light in there and then it emits it later. It's not really magic. It's more science. Gotcha. Um, and then uh, he said he liked what you did with the cat. He said more animals next time. So bigger and better things for the bestiality. Man. <laughs> well, we don't condone bestiality, I don't think. I don't anyways. I can't speak for you, I guess. But... um. But if you have anything funny to say, if you're angry about something or just downright drunk, give us a call. Our number is 310-439-9979. So we've had a few deaths since um, our last show. First one, um, singer, poet, writer, Jim Carroll. Were you familiar with his work? Um, not. He was the one that did that these are the people that died died right yeah and he wrote the basketball diaries which yeah yeah that's a good real a really good movie yeah and um that that was actually his autobiography of his childhood i guess and yeah like his artist's rendition of it Uh um so he died of a sudden heart attack which is very sad um it's better than a real long drawn out heart attack i bet (laughs) i would guess (laughs) But suddenly, um, Patrick Swayze died. Speaking of long drawn out deaths, um, Patrick Swayze had pancreatic cancer and he actually fought it. They gave him like six months about a year or two ago and, and he fought it and he just recently succumbed to it. He was pretty young, I think, like late 50s maybe. Yeah, but he had the time of his life. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. I Sorry, I-, I can make a bunch of lame jokes. <laughs> um,. Mary Travers died. Do you know who that was? Uh, absolutely not. She she was with Peter Paul and Mary in the sixties. They sang oh, yeah, these yeah. horrible songs. I Wait, was, I thought the lady from Peter Paul and Mary choked on a sandwich. No, you're thinking of Mama Cass. What's the difference? What's the difference? Yeah, they're totally. Mama Cass was in the Mamas and the Papas, and Mary Travers was in Peter Paul and Mary. Uh, my bad. I, I apologize. And there, there was actually probably at least a two hundred pound difference between the two. Uh, well, they're both the same weight in about 10 years. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, she died of cancer. Um, they sang the goofiest fucking songs. I, I was never a big fan. They sang, like, Puff the Magic Dragon and, um, I don't know, some other songs. But anyway, she's dead. Um, and Michael Jackson was buried. 
finally finally made it to the grave um so i guess um i guess and then they ruled his death a uh, homicide so i guess that william conrad is up, up a creek the doctor yeah. gave him the propofol yeah he's screwed that's and there's, I think there's a couple other doctors that are prescribing medicine that are in trouble too. I'm not sure though. Yeah, but he's the main one since supposedly, I guess, he injected it. That's what they're saying is that he's the one that put it in the IV. So he's the, the worst thing he could have done is prescribed it to himself. If he ever did any of that, then he's really fucked. But either way, he's pretty fucked. Yeah, you think he's more fucked than prescribing it to Michael Jackson and Ye- for no well, reason? Yeah. It, both of them are bad. Mm-hmm. But if you, uh, the, one of the worst things you can do is prescribe something to yourself as mm-hmm. a doctor. Mm-hmm. And I think there are some allegations that's what he was doing, and that's really bad. Mm-hmm. To prescribe something to yourself, and then you're not even supposed to prescribe medicine to yourself, period. And then to give it to somebody else, that's just an even worse thing in terms of crime. Right. Huh. Um, and there's a few people near death. There's Susan Atkins. She was denied parole again. Did you check out that new picture of her on the blog? Yeah. What do you think? Hot, huh? Yeah, she's pretty hot for a crazed killer. <laughs> she actually was really nice. I mean, a lot of those the the family chicks were really really nice looking, but um. You yeah, know she, they were so hairy though. Oh my god, and smelly too. I'm guessing yeah. they smelled like one big giant armpit. Yeah, you know? they lived in like a desert ranch and. Yeah, with no running water. Yeah. I mean, gross, and then and then they like have sex and no way to wash up afterward. I mean, they had to smell like, like walking semen boats or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, she had her leg amputated and she's got brain cancer and she's got that freaky attorney husband who, um, is trying to get her paroled. I don't know why. It's like, she didn't seem very coherent. I don't know if you saw the video or not. Um, he probably wants her to get out so she can write a book and make money like, She's like her his her Howard K. Stern, the lawyer that sticks around you because he sees money in the future. Yeah, but he's going to make money when she dies, though. Huh. They, he can write a book. She can't. She can't profit from any from anything to do with her crimes. You know, the son of Sam Law. But he can like write a book about her and make some money. And then give her a lot of gifts. Yeah, well, she'll be dead. Doesn't matter. Uh. You know. So another near death, Tila, <laughs> Tila Tequila. Um, I guess Sean Merriman tried to kill her and, and failed miserably, huh? Was that true or not? I don't believe her. Because, I'll tell you why. Because she, his story was, okay, so first off, he's he's holding her, the story is, is that she went to his house, or they went to a football game or something, came back to his house, and she was trying to leave, and he held her back. Well, his story is is that she was too drunk to drive, so he was trying to hold her back because she was a menace on the road. Her story is he held her back for no fucking reason. She doesn't drink. She's allergic to alcohol, um, and she can never. Yeah, blah, blah, fucking blah. right, dude. I've seen tons of pictures of her drinking. Yeah, she she's like on her Twitter page. If you went back into the history, she's probably deleted it by now. But she would type out, you know, oh, I'm so fucking drunk right now, yeah. you know, shit like yeah. that. Alize, Hennessy, all the fucking. Yeah. But um, she um, so and so it's like, why would he hold her back? Okay, obviously, if he really wanted to rape her or whatever, he could. I mean, the guy's like two hundred and fifty pounds; she's like ninety pounds. 
you know? And the bruises that she had were only on her arms. So it's not like he, he tried to sexually assault her. So why else would he hold her back, you know? She's probably trying to kill him. Did they uh, fucking, uh, did they press charges on him or not? No, they dropped, they, she tried, but they dropped it. They said it was insufficient evidence, which probably means they didn't believe her. And she was probably trying to smack in the shit out of him, and he was holding her hands. Yeah, and, and she's got a civil suit. So she's trying to sue him civilly. And she's also trying to launch a um, gossip site. Good luck with the suit. It's one thing if you lose a trial because they can't prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. Mm -hmm. But when they don't even take it to trial, good luck with that book. And I'm sure her book's going to be... I've seen her Twitter posts. If it's anything like that book, it's... It'll be a real winner. Well, if she if she has a ghostwriter, she has a chance. But without a ghostwriter, she's on her own. But she's saying. Yeah, but the ghostwriter still has to use what she says. So, but uh. she she's not saying she's writing a book. She says she's launching a gossip website. Oh, kind well, of like what Z, kind of like what ZZ Zealist aspires to be. You know, like maybe a Perez Hilton or someone more successful than ZZ Zealist. But um, but that's what that's what she's saying. Uh, and that's horrible. This this has pissed me off because now I'm following her again, and because she made her Twitter page private, so yeah. now I have to fucking follow her again if I want to see what's up. Well, then she clogs up all my all of my uh, Twitters. Like all I see is Tila Tequila because she's on there twenty four seven. Yeah, I see it too, and I follow two thousand people. <laughs> it pisses me off. Yeah, me too. And um, so. The other yesterday, she she started coming out as a lesbian. Well, I've had it with men. I'm a lesbian. Um, so and she's like made like twenty Twitter posts about being a lesbian. So I just sent her a message. Yeah, I okay, saw. It. Congratulations on being a lesbian. Now shut the fuck up, please. Didn't stop her though. Let me guess. She didn't shut the fuck up. No, she didn't. No, no. didn't even try. Another near death. Um, American Idol. You heard about Ellen, right? Ellen's taking Paula Abdul's spot on American Idol. Yeah, that's great. That's 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 the beginning of the end of the show. Not that Paula Abdul was anything great. She really wasn't. I mean, no, in fact, but but she was a train wreck, you know, with her with her boozing and her pills, you know. Yeah. I think Ellen DeGeneres will be a train wreck too, but like an uncomfortable train wreck. Ellen DeGeneres will be as unfunny as her show as, as the show that she's on, what is this, the Ellen DeGeneres show or whatever, yes. where she comes down the aisle dancing when she can't dance, and then she, she says the corniest fucking jokes. Yeah. I think that this American and she, Idol... she goes on and on. That's her routine, too. She doesn't just make a one-liner. You right, know, she right. Just, she elaborates. Like, oh, that was a great dance. That reminds me of my little dog, Frisco. He dances every time I give him a treat. And you know I get those treats down at PetSmart, you know. When, have you ever been to PetSmart, you know? Yeah. My, dogs my, are, my grandmother used to go to PetSmart. She had a dog, but she also had a cat. Now, talk about yeah. people with cats. You know, cats just run the house, and then they have a litter box, and it kind of smells, and and you have to really get the maid to come in and clean it up. Now, I have a maid, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's her brand of comedy. It's just a steady stream of consciousness. It's so not funny. The the punchline is she brings it back around. Like, at the end, she'll say, and that's why I eat cat food. You know I mean? That's her brand of comedy, and it's it's horrible. And the thing is, is that like her her show demographic, I think, is it, it, I mean, it's that heart of America demographic, like housewives, maybe middle to older forties, maybe fifties, fifty-ish, 
um, her demographic to me isn't the same as what American Idol's demographic is, which no. is younger, teenage, maybe um, even age like 15 to say 25. Yeah, I'd say 12 to 25. It's, it's like, I, I really don't think that demographically it's going to work. Plus, she has nothing to do with music. Yeah. At least Paula Abdul had a successful career. Who cares for this? Pretty much manufactured. She's been in the business. She knows what, you know, what she's been, you know what I mean? Well, I think they should have gone with somebody like Courtney Love, who who was yeah, very involved in music, good. very controversial, very addled, would say anything. I mean, I think that they should have hired her. Yeah, but she'd be like a meltdown, and that would be the whole season, be how she came there one time high on PCP and fucking beat up Simon or something. Well, that, that's no difference than what Paula was doing. You know, they weren't yeah, talking about her meltdowns. That's like, who would you who would you trust your kid? Like, Paula or, or Courtney Love? But you know what? It would be so edited. You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't put anything out there with Courtney Love, like if she pulled up her top or whatever she does, you know, pulled down her panties or whatever. I mean, that wouldn't even make, that wouldn't even make the cut, you know? Yeah, but, um, she's capable, reading her Twitter shit and just, I mean, she's worse than, I think, with Kanye. I could just see her getting on stage and singing along or yeah. saying whoever the sponsors are evil and owned by Hitler or something. She's, she's just, it's like having Andy Dick as a judge. Well, it's like, who knows what he's going to fucking do. Okay, then another one I would have gone with is that John Mayer. Oh, if he would have done it, yeah. Yeah, I think he would have, because it's got to be more money than he's making now. But yeah. he, um that'll he, seal his douchebag title, too, though. But, and that's okay, because he's already he's already there. I mean, he's dated Jennifer Aniston. He's dated Jen- Jessica Simpson, who's... I mean, that's, like, gotten him, like, king douchebag. Yeah. But, um, but he's really funny on Twitter. I mean, the guy is actually pretty got a really good sense of humor you know so i think he would have been a good a good compromise for american idol oh i'm sure they would have i just don't think they can afford him he would be he'll do it in like 20 years yeah or whatever the incarnation of the show is and then but he's too popular right now he'd make more money touring than they could possibly pay him is he popular now yeah really i didn't know i couldn't even tell you one song he sang yeah that song waiting that's a really popular song, Waiting for the World to Change. I don't know. And then but, um, he did the whole soundtrack to the Curious George movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, does a lot of Sublime covers, too. He does? Yeah, because he's from, I don't know if he's from Long Beach, but he's from right there on the the coast. Oh, okay. Um, now, another uh, another train wreck speaking of Ellen, is um, Kanye at the VMAs. Yeah. What the fuck? So what happened? Now, let me just recap in case there's someone who's, like, in a cave or something that doesn't know. So um, Taylor Swift had won Best Female Video of the Year at the VMAs. Um, she, she, she won over Beyonce. So as she's doing her acceptance speech, she's an 18-, 19-year-old girl um, doing her very first acceptance speech ever, Kanye West comes out, grabs a microphone from her, and says, what did, what did he say again? I'm going to let you finish, but Beyonce had the best music video of all time. Well, first he said, Taylor, I'm very proud of you. And then he said, I'm going to let you finish. And then he said, but Britney had one of the greatest uh, videos of all time, y'all. Yeah, Beyonce. Um, or, yeah, Beyonce. So, so funny anyways. if he said Britney. <laughs> 
so anyway, so the audience starts booing. I, I, Beyonce had to be like extremely embarrassed. Um, Taylor never picked up her acceptance speech from then on, and yeah. well, they the- turned the mic off. Oh, they, they did. Tur- yeah, they, the la- right after he said his last thing, they turned the mic off. Oh, okay. Huh. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I heard a, a couple places. Like, because ah. if, if you actually, if you watch, it looks like he's about to say one more thing, but the mic doesn't work. Oh. That's when he hands it back to Taylor. And then he does that thing where he kind of like shrugs his shoulders, which is my favorite picture of the whole thing. Uh-huh. Where he just shrugs his shoulder like, sorry, somebody had to say it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then he walks. Yeah, walked. and plus, since he's the voice of a generation, it had to be him, right? Yeah. But, um... But yeah, that this was just like a couple of days after the Serena Williams meltdown too, which is which is kind of funny. It's like these she was probably really thankful that he made a fool of himself at the VMAs. And no, because then it, it draws attention to both of them. I mean, you bring up Kanye, then you bring up her. I don't think hers was that big of a deal. I mean, how many times in a sporting event do you see the people that are in the sporting event yelling at the at the judges? You know? Yeah, that was have- that was pretty messed up. But John McEnroe used to do that shit. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I mean, she, he, she, the, she didn't say I'm going to stab you with a knife or run over you in my car in the parking lot. She said I'm going to stick a tennis ball in your throat. That's not a death threat. If if you're, you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's the ball you play with. She's not going to actually be able to physically stick it down her throat. By the time she like got it into her teeth, somebody would run out and stop her. <laughs> but what happened was she knocked out all her teeth, maybe. Yeah, but even then, I mean, there's lots of people. You saw everybody came running out when it happened, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's not a big deal, so she, I just think... And then she came... Uh, what happened was a line judge asked her what she said, and when she told her what she said, then that got construed as a death threat. Then the two people that are, like, in charge, I forget their name, then once they came on the field, it was over with. Mm. But that could not have been as big a deal if, if they just let it go on. Because that should happen all the time. They yell at the, I mean, they yell at the fucking referees all the time. Right. Not as much as tennis, but in other sports. Right. Yeah. Well, Kanye was out of line. I want to know how how did he how does someone like didn't they have security at these awards? Because didn't little mama also jump on the stage? She That's on why. The stage. Yeah. She jumped on with uh, with Jay Z and Alicia Keys. She she jumped yeah. on at the end of the song when they were like taking their congratulations. Little Mama jumped on, and it's like, what the fuck is she doing on? But it was totally overshadowed by the Kanye thing. Yeah, but they see they let. That's why when I first heard it, because when I first heard it, I, I didn't actually see it. Mm-hmm. I was watching the VMAs, but I was doing two other things. And you said, yeah, somebody who was it that got on the stage was that six that guy who used to go on yeah because you and i were talking on instant message and i thought yeah. i was like who was that black guy was it six yeah because i because i don't know if he's been around or not but i couldn't think of any other black guy who would jump the stage you know odb did it in the 80s but yeah that was pretty funny yeah that was funny but um but uh what i was gonna say was uh yeah uh and that's why when you first told me Tila Tequila said it, that it was kind of like I didn't believe it because for one thing, Taylor Swift had just been outside doing that one performance of hers where she goes through the subway and the bus. Uh-huh. And, and uh, so I figured it was outside because I didn't even see the part where she was inside and won the award until afterwards. And then when Tila Tequila said it was Kanye West, I didn't even believe her because I was just like, they kept showing backstage shots. There's just all these security guards everywhere. Uh-huh. What I think they do, they just kind of like hop on the stage because all the, I guess the people that have really good seats 
are right there touching the stage. They can just kind of hop on. That's the only way I can think of if he got on stage. But oh, you never yeah. see footage of him getting on stage. It looks like he comes from backstage. I'd but like when, to see the footage of him getting, like, where he came from. Yeah, well, the other thing that there's no actual footage of is him actually grabbing, there's pictures of it, but actually grabbing the microphone. They cut away to Pink uh-huh. and then uh, Corey Hart, and then Pink smiling, and they're all admiring it. And you see Corey Hart start to fr- start to like get a serious face then they cut back all of a sudden Kanye's got the microphone now um, now I did see after the fact footage of him actually grabbing the mic from a different angle that's actually oh, I've there. never seen that have a look yeah I've seen that um, I've seen the pictures but just I think they posted a link to it because people were complaining that that they didn't see him actually grab the mic yeah they, they wanted to see it was at white supremacist board. People wanted to see. Remember, <laughs> oh, yeah. pe- they wanted to see how he grabbed the mic. Like, did he assault this little white girl, or did he, or did he take it gently, or was he rough about when he took the mic, or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, but they posted, I think, on on media takeout or somewhere the act- the the other footage from the other angle where it actually oh. showed him taking the mic, and he just took it from her, and she didn't know what was going on, so she just stood there, you know. Like I would have done the same thing. Like, what the hell? Like thinking maybe. This was planned or scripted. Yeah. And yeah, that's why. That's the second thought that I had before when I thought it wasn't Kanye. Then I thought this has to be fake. So when they didn't show the guy, that's what I first thought. When they didn't show him actually taking it, mm-hmm. that's what made me think it was fake. Mm. But yeah. then I like started. I mean, he has a history. I can real quickly go through a history of him freaking out at award shows. Yeah, do tell. Okay. Um, Let's see, in 2004, November 14th, at the AMAs, the American Music Awards, um, Best New Artist Award to Redneck Woman was a song, Gretchen Wilson, so a country act. There, most, a lot of these are country acts, so keep that in mind. Uh, West Storms out of the AMAs in a show of protest. He later tells reporters, I felt like I was definitely robbed, and I refused to give any p- politically correct bullshit-ass comment. I was the best <laughs> new artist this year. <laughs> that, that was his first year he did that at the American Music Awards. Now, let me ask you this. Yeah. Did, now, I'm not familiar with all of Kanye's albums, but he uses he relies on auto-tune a lot, right? Just on his last... He he has, like, a total of five albums, and, or four or five albums, and only on the last one does he use auto-tune. Okay, cause, because I think anyone who's used auto-tune on an album should not even be nominated in the category. But uh, so, so his previous four albums, were they any good? Yeah. Even the auto-tune one was good. I, I don't believe you on that. I've heard the uh, auto-tune one. It was nominated. For, he didn't win anything, but it was not. his videos were nominated for yeah, awards but, with auto-tune. But come on. Anyone who uses auto-tune should not be taken seriously in the music. Yeah, I agree now because it's played out. But for a short little while, it was kind of cool, and he did a good job with it. How do, you, how, do you do, how do you do a bad job with it? Seriously. How does one do a bad job with auto-tune? not use it to its correct ways and not have have a shitty ass beat and just have like a repetitive shitty ass beat behind it and then just sing the song he had really his his album was 808s and heartbreaks so he used an 808 and autotune together to make a good album and there was a lot of good songs hmm. that, i don't know i just think anyone with an autotune should just be automatic yeah i'm over it now but it sucks now but at the time when autotune was popular that was a popular album and it was it was good. If you had to use autotune, that was the best way to use it. Why use it, though, if you can sing? Because it gives a different sound. I don't like it. I'm not here to defend autotune. I'm just yeah. saying of all the albums made with autotune, I mean, he didn't invent it. Yeah. And he's not the... I mean, Cher used it. She got 
uh, she's one of the pioneers of Cher auto- used it. Holy shit! Yes, that. Do you believe in love after life after love? That was what started this thing. Oh, you-, you know what? I've only heard that as like a dance mix or whatever. I thought yeah, they did. Has- I thought they did that effect just for the dance mix. No, that's the only mix there is. Oh. Is the dance mix? Is I didn't that- know that. Oh, that's shitty. Yeah. Oh. That's where, and it, it used to be used a lot in like if you go to a rave. They used to have a lot of that auto-tune shit or just the voice a little bit sped up, which is kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that's how he, his first thing before he did auto-tune, what he used to hit all of his beats, what he'd do is he'd take old soul records and then he'd speed up the, the speed up the background vocals and make music out of that. That's how he got popular. And then that got played out. And that's when he started doing the auto-tune shit. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to the next year, his second year, at the 47th annual Grammy Awards, um, let's see, he wears angel wings, and uh, let's see, it says, a lot of people were wondering what I was going to do if I didn't win anything, oh, he won the award, and he said, a lot of people were wondering if I was going to do if anything if I didn't win anything, well, I guess we'll never know, huh. so well, he, even he though, yeah, even though he won in his acceptance speech, he still says... He might have done something if he didn't. He was still a big-ass baby about it, kind of. Okay. Yeah. And then later that year, December 2005, um, Kanye West Foundation Music Land performance at a Santa Monica high school. Mm-hmm. Um, this is right before the Grammys, the next Grammys. Mm-hmm. So the week before Grammy nominations are even now, to us gives a rambling impact. This is at a high school. Um, West gives a rambling and passionate and truly excellent interview to MTV News in which he, A, threatens to have a real problem if late registration doesn't win Album of the Year. (laughs) And B, predicts that it won't primarily because uh, politics. (laughs) And then in 2006 at the MTV Europe Music Awards, um, after his Touch the Sky, that was his really expensive video that he did. Clip blueses to Justice and Simeon's We Are Your Friends. West leaps on stage, interrupts to do his acceptance speech, arguing that his video deserved a win because it cost, quote, this is good, uh, cost millions of dollars and Pamela Anderson was in it. So that made it deserve to win? Holy shit. <laughs> Back, backstage, he continues his tirade, telling members of the press, it was complete bullshit. I paid a million. It took a month to film. I stood on a mountain. I flew a, a helicopter over Vegas. <laughs> I did it to be the king of all videos. <laughs> Now, you know what? Roll back a little bit now to this Beyonce video that was the best music video of all time. What made that so fucking good? Of, the one fact of the best she, videos of all time. That she stood there in a, well, whatever, but the fact that she stood there in a leotard and danced, I mean, my that's point, what she does. My point in reading all those was that now it's to the point where he doesn't, he didn't think that was the best video of all time. It's just gotten to be that's what he does at award shows. Hmm. That's the way I think. He does it. He gets a bunch of... I mean, he does it. He gets a whole bunch of press. Then he goes and does an album. Like, his whole repertoire, or whatever you want to call it, is he's he wants to do everything right, but he keeps making mistakes. That's Every album is about that. The first one about how he's trying so hard, but then he got in a car wreck. But yeah, but you know he doesn't believe that. His, his ego, I think, is so big that he... But he he knows that. He uses, like, there's lines in his songs, he said, with when he's talking about the Grammys... And he's talking about how, when he went to the Grammys, dressed like a fucking gangster, like it was just like this big black suit. Mm-hmm. And he said, I know, at the, at the Grammys, I dressed a little guido, but with my ego, I can stand there in a speedo and look be looked at like a fucking hero. Like, he knows he has a huge ego. That's been his thing from the very beginning. 
Okay. Um, what about Chris Brown? Fuck Chris he's, Brown. <laughs> now he's he's had his Chris Brown is was um, sentenced for beating up Rihanna, which he beat her up pretty. Did you read the smoking gun report? He bit her like in multiple places. He bashed her head yeah. against the the dashboard. He punched her in the face numerous times. Uh-huh. And it wasn't like anywhere close to stopping either. It wasn't like he did it and he's like, "Oh shit, baby, I'm sorry." He he was going on and on. So if he did stop and apologize, it would be cool. She wouldn't have been as banged up. Maybe he wouldn't have gotten as much time. No, I'm not saying uh, it would be cool. He at didn't all. get fucking time, little faggot. Well, anyway, so he's got community service now, right? Which is have bullshit. you have you watched those videos of him in the community service? It's like yeah, I saw pictures. He's wearing his earrings. He's wearing his shirts that he's selling, you know, to kind of promote them. And the dude is smiling the whole time. Well, you got to understand, a nigga got a floss when he's out there, you know what I mean? <laughs> he, you know, paparazzi out there, they going to be taking, they going to be, they going to keep cameras flashing, flashing lights, you know what I'm saying? I'm a celebrity, some, I'm uh, a celebrity. He, he's, he and Kanye both always talk about how big of a celebrity they are, which is kind of funny. But, um, but so, okay, so, and Chris Brown, did you see him on Larry King? Uh, I saw his bow tie. Was that what did he look like? Um, what's his name? Louis Farrakhan. The um, what were they called? Yeah, yeah, he looked like the powder blue version of or Nation of Islam. Nation of Islam, yeah. yeah. Yeah, powder blue version of that. Of Nation of Islam, yeah, with the bow ties. I just heard him say, like, they asked him a ton of questions about the incident, and he answered them all. Then Larry King asked him, do you remember the incident? And he's like, nope, I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, I walked into the store, I pulled out a gun, I asked for all the money, I left. Don't I got remember arrested by the cops, but seriously, I don't remember what happened. I was yeah. blacked out. Exactly. But he, man, that guy is one dumb ass motherfucker. I mean, the guy is like dumb. It's like, he he has to put on his smile. And then he's on Twitter and he's like flirting with girls all the all day long, you know? Yeah. And I totally want to say something nasty to him on Twitter, but he blocks people. So I, I just don't want to because I don't want to be excluded from, from the fun there. But But let me ask you this. Okay. So given what Kanye's done recently and given what Chris Brown has done recently okay. who do you think will recover or do you think either of them will recover oh yeah or both of them career wise do you yeah. think both of them are going to recover uh, I don't know if Chris Brown Chris Brown's only chance is to now become a gangster rapper which doesn't fit his persona yeah he's supposed to be like sweet he boy. could be yeah but what he's going to have to do is get he'll be like a kind of like an R. Kelly type uh-huh. where he'll be like it'll be you know Jay-Z featuring Chris Brown and he'll be like the thug singer that's only wakes now that he's mm. a criminal now don't diss R. Kelly I'm a big fan of In the Closet yeah I'm a fa- I'm a fan of his video but <laughs> he's pretty much out of the game anyway right now anyway but I'm just saying he can't go back and be like on Nickelodeon you know what I mean yeah he can't be singing songs with the new you know Miley Cyruses that are coming up he's gonna have to totally change his image yeah um, which he's not gonna be very good at uh Kanye will be able to come up. I bet you $100,000 at the next fucking VMA Awards, uh-huh. they'll have Taylor Swift and Kanye West. Together, uh, yeah. Yeah, they'll have him present have him present an award. And I also think that he, uh, he'll do a beat for one of her, her songs. You know for what? Free. I, think, I think you're right. I, I wouldn't be surprised to show that he's like... Well, he even mentioned Jay Leno. He's like, I, I, you know, I'd really like to do some, something to help her out. And that's what he means is because he talks about it a lot when he gives people beats and shit. So he's going to help her career because she yeah give her beats. She can't be as she can't her career can't jump like he can help it catapult it to 
superstardom. I don't know how country music works, and I don't know if it's the same anagram. Or, yeah, I don't know if it's the same. I don't know if one of his beats would work on a country song, but I think he could do it. Yeah. But, um, do you, uh, what about, um, now another one who can't control their fucking mouth is Joe Wilson. Yeah, he's, Joe Wilson? Yeah, he sucks. He, he, uh, when Obama was giving his health care speech, and Obama was talking, was, Obama mentioned that, um, illegal aliens will not be covered under the new bill. Joe Wilson blurted yeah. out, you lie. Yeah. So... Now, see, going back to Kanye, a lot of people are saying, oh, that was racist. You know, black guy took it out of the hand of a white woman. And they say, that's not racist. But then on the other hand, they say, well, okay, think about it this way. What if Keith Urban ran on stage while Rihanna won an award mm-hmm. and took the microphone? Don't you think black people would cry racism? Definitely. And it's like, okay. And then it's like, okay, then is Joe Wilson then racist yelling out at, uh, during a black president speaking? Is that racist? I think it's partisan. It's partisan, but you don't think it's racist. What if I think I, w- I think that the underlying opposition to Obama? Yeah. I think that the, I think that. I'm just talking about uh, Joe Wilson himself. Joe Yellen- Wilson. I don't yeah. know. I don't know enough about him to. Well, can I tell you a little bit about him? Go for it. Have you ever heard of Strom Thurmond? Yes. He was a uh, he. I think he's still he's still in Congress. And he was a member of the six. Didn't he die? Yeah, but he's still part of the Congress. Did Strom Thurmond die? I don't know. Or was it Thurgood Marshall I'm thinking of? No, maybe Strom... No, I think Strom Thurmond just turned like 90 million years old because that's when Trent... (laughs) That's when Trent Locke got fired because he said, if you were president, everybody would... You know, we'd be in a much better... Like, if you would have won back in your time when you ran for president, the world would be a better place. He died. Oh, he did? James Strom Thurmond. I'm looking at Wikipedia. December 5th, 1902 to June 26, 2003. Yeah, rest was the American pieces. politician who served as governor of South Carolina and as United States senator. Yeah, what, 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 he was where from South Carolina, right? Yes. Okay, he was part of the segregation of state rights Democratic Party. And uh, let me read just a short little blurb of one of his speeches. Okay. And this is uh, from South Carolina. He's uh, explaining the African American community in South Carolina, mm-hmm. where Joe Wilson's from. Um, our niggers is better off than most anybody's niggers. Why, they got washing machines, and some of them even got televisions. I can't understand why they complaining. Now, Tom Thurman said this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, a lot of his speeches are talking about... He's, he was an anti-segregationist. Uh-huh. That was the party. The name of the party was Segregationist States Rights Democratic Party. Well, he wasn't party. anti. He was pro, wasn't he? Pro-segregation. Yeah. Which meant black people went to one school, white people went to one school, black people went to one water fountain, black right. people. I've never heard of this. It says segregation of state rights Democratic Party. Yeah. Dixie, they're calling it Dixiecrat. Ah. Dixiecrat. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And uh, But the little known fact is when he made that speech, mm-hmm. and for quite a few times he had an aide, guess what his aide's name was? What? Joe Wilson. The same Joe Wilson? The same Joe Wilson. He grew up and made his political bones being a political aide for Strom Thurmond, known segregationist and nigger hater extraordinaire. Now, did Strom Thurmond ever turn around like James Byrd? I'm sorry, Robert Byrd. Well, he just got so old you couldn't tell what he was saying, but yeah, I'm sure he's apologized and stuff. Uh, Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, 
So after his death, it was revealed that Thurman had a black maid. Carrie Butler had a daughter with whom Thurman never publicly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Interesting. Yeah, he did have like a black kid or something, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that was like a year or two ago that came out, maybe three. Says he later moderated his position on race, but continued defend to defend his early segregationist campaigns. Yeah. Ah, so he never, he never. That's right. You know what? I remember him now. Yeah. Okay. And so, then uh, the other, only other thing that Joe Wilson's really done on note, besides being an aide for Strom Thurmond back in the old niggers out of the pool days, uh-huh. is he was also one of the big people to keep uh, the Confederate flag over the. This, the city and county buildings, mm. including the actual state capitol. It's still there, isn't it? I believe so. I don't. I don't think it's in there in its entirety. It's like got the Alabama state flag, which has a union. What do they call it? What do they call that? The star and bars or whatever in right. the top corner, I believe. Okay, so I'm going with Joe Wilson is a racist for 500. I'm going to uh, say Joe Wilson is definitely a racist. Yeah, he's a racist. I don't know if that made what he did by yelling not you lie a racist act, but he's a racist. I think that he probably was so angry, and his blood is probably so boiling every time that he sees Obama. You know? Yeah, or maybe it's not even that bad, but it's to the point where he just looks at Obama as less than a regular president because mm-hmm. he's a black president. Hmm. That's interesting because... Um, I didn't know that about him. Um, so, wow. There was even a worse speech that he had given that, at the same time, but I couldn't find it right at the tip of my fingers. Uh, but, isn't, now, isn't the Senate going to reprimand him? Uh, reprimand the House. Him? Yeah. Um, they did. They voted a, a, a resolution, I think, admonishing him or some mm-hmm. strong language. Good. Screw him. Um Jay Leno's new show is just totally fucking awesome. It sucks. Oh my god, is it horrible? Is it the worst? I mean, yeah. it's like it's like he he's just presented this big turd to NBC and now they've got to deal with it. But I think he's still doing okay. Like he lost 60% of the viewers from the first night and he got really scathing ratings, but he still beats out everyone. It's the first couple days of a brand new show that's never been done like this before. Of course, people are going to tune in. Uh, I don't. I hate the show. I hate all aspects of it. But I tuned in just to see what he would do. What and then he never never been done like this because it's really the same late night talk yeah, show. Just but if they're doing it at prime time. Gotcha. Okay. They've never had it at prime time, which is which also pisses off so a lot of these producers, and they're starting to say they might boycott it, like the producers of other television shows because they're losing a whole network where they could have prime time programming you know right right but the show sucks the only difference is there's no the only difference is there's no couch all right yeah. and i and no uh no desk i'd like to know who his joke writers are because i think that they're just they're just swiping stuff that they see i mean it, there's like nothing original to the content have you know? Have you seen anything original at well, all? Well, no. Well, like I hate to say this, but you know how Howard Stern says he always invented everything. Like he says he invented jaywalking. Yeah. Because he used to do that, and he thinks he invented this and that. Well, they did something that I actually thought was a blatant ripoff of, of Stern or mm-hmm. just radio in general. Mm-hmm. Like they had Michael Moore on, mm-hmm. and they made him do something that he didn't want to do in order to get plugs. Oh. So that goes right back like to the what? old what did, they, what did they make him do? Well, in his case, he had to sing a song. 
well, you know what? That that's everything on Jay's show is probably set up in advance, so it looks like Michael Moore didn't want to do it. But oh, it no, might have been Michael tell. Moore's idea. Yeah, well, you could tell they had talked about it because he's like, yeah, yeah, I have to do this, and I have to sing this song. Like it, it was obvious they had talked to him about it beforehand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's still the same idea of you have to come in and have baloney thrown on your ass, and every time we hit it, you get to plug your website. It's the yeah. exact same. It's not just Howard Stern, but it's just radio. That's a radio gig. Right, And right. then they have the green cars. You've heard of where he's going to have celebrities on if they're not interesting enough to interview, that he's going to race them in green cars. Have you heard that? No. Green cars, like like Prius-type cars, cars that are yeah, good for the okay. environment. Uh-huh. He has, he on, they had especially built a big racetrack. So let's say he has somebody on there. They're not the greatest guests for talking. Like a couple sports guys have them out to the track, and they can race green cars for green cars for fun hmm. and they actually stole that from a show called Top Gear in England ah. so yeah he just steals and steals his whole show is just and then uh, you said who the writers is well one of them is stuttering John Melendez he's a writer that's what they did they took him and instead of making mm. him an announcer and this is okay this is the best part okay mm-hmm. they told okay Melendez they said okay we're not gonna be the, you're not gonna be the announcer anymore because what the problem is, I don't like having to go to you or going to Kevin. It's hard to go to two people. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he tells a joke and he goes, "Hey, you know what I mean, John?" or "Or hey, you know what I mean, Kevin?" Right. So it was getting a little bit. Uh, he get, it was getting a little bit awkward to do that. Who's Kevin? Kevin is the black guy, the head oh. of the band. Oh, okay. So, oh, so he's ripping off Letterman with Paul Schaefer. Okay. Well, all of them have a band. I mean, mm-hmm. even Arsenio Hall. But not all of them would go to the band guy and. Yeah. Yeah, because really Carson had uh, McMahon. He didn't have the band leader, you know. Yeah, but he sometimes went to them with if it was some flamboyant issue, or he'd make fun of his jacket. But you're right; he usually generally went to Ed, and that's what Melendez wanted. He wanted to be Ed. Mm -hmm. But this gets better though. So when they moved to the new time, they put Melendez. They made him a writer. And and the reason that Leno gave is he found it was a little uncomfortable and awkward for him to go to two separate different people. That was the reason. The funny part of the whole thing is when they just started the show, he got a new announcer. <laughs> so there's still an announcer. Oh, okay. so they, they fucked John then, huh? Yeah, yeah, fuck. Now he's a writer. So he was that shitty of an announcer, huh? Oh, it was like he hired him to be, he hired him out of the Stern show because he thought he'd be whatever. He wanted to take some of the Stern audience. Yeah, that, and I guess I guess the head writer at his time really liked the Stern show and thought they could use him for a whole bunch of things and thought he would just bring some kind of something, and he didn't. He brought nothing. Oh. So he got fucked. Oh. So now he's a writer, and who knows if he can even write jokes. I mean, he's the kind of guy that only joke writing he's done is written down one-liners to hand to Howard Stern or to type in the computer to Stern when somebody's on the sh- on the show, you know? Yeah. Um, so, real quick, because we are running out of time here. So, okay. Tom DeLay is on Dances with the Stars now? Yeah. Tom DeLay, just to remind you, in 2005, a Texas grand jury indicted DeLay on criminal charges. He'd conspired to violate campaign finance laws. Um, he He's uh, friends with Jack Abramount. Jack Abramoff, who's in, who's in federal prison now, and uh, Delay really received gifts from Abraham, Abraham Abramoff, including paid golfing holidays to Scotland, concert tickets, and the use of Abramoff's private skyboxes for fundraisers. So this guy's just like one of the dirtiest politicians out there. He was drummed out of his office because of all this shit. He's still under indictment. He still hasn't gone to court. So now he's on a on a reality da- dance show. 
and he hurt himself. He has a stress fra- fracture on his foot. Yay. Yeah. Those hurt, though. Good. Yeah, I got those from the treadmill. This guy's about as corrupt a politician you could think. If he's also a birther, too, he was just on a MSNBC. And you know, oh, he's Chris- a birther, really? So he's retarded, too. Well, yeah. He, well, he just, yeah. Mm. He's going to a federal prison eventually, anyway. Well, good. I'm glad you're injured, Tom DeLay. Um, have you seen the um, Ramstein's new video for their song Pussy? No. It's on the blog. It's it's really funny. Ramstein is like a I don't know if they're electronica or metal or whatever they're. No, I describe them kind of like industrial. Yeah, I've never been a big, huge fan of Ramstein because they're they're just kind of like, you know. It's music, it's music you play on YouTube videos when you're watching people fight or wrestle. yeah, and it's nothing that you'd really that really has a hook that really that's really like so they're talented or anything they're not they're just like average metal or whatever yeah. but but the thing about Ramstein is that they've always kind of surprised me like the first time I ever saw Golden Shower before it's before it was even popular in porn shut up um, was. Uh, watching Ramstein video when there was this chick dancing on the stage and the lead singer whipped out his dick and just had this huge stream of piss like going all over her and I'm like eh, like now you're kind of numb to it because it's all you see you know on like porn sites or, or whatever you know yeah I'm totally numb to golden showers but, <laughs> what the but you know what I mean it's like it's like mm. now you I mean if you if you're on a message board or you're on dig or you're on fark or whatever I mean you just see this stuff you're on YouTube you see this stuff but um but this was back in the day when I didn't used to see this stuff and and Ramstein introduced me to the fact that people actually do that um well, now they have they, they've they've done something innovative again, which is they've made a video <laughs> of themselves. Sorry, have, is this like, as, is this as in, innovative as the Golden Showers or what? <laughs> well, it was, when they did it, it was really nothing that was that that. It's like people just hadn't seen this shit, you know. So it's like is, in the, the early it, days of internet, Ramstein was pissing on a chick. You so know? this is would you? But our, what I'm asking is this more groundbreaking than the Golden Showers, or would you say it's equal, or would you say it's less groundbreaking? I think it's equally as groundbreaking as the Golden Showers because you, have you ever seen a band like a, a popular band, like say Metallica? Say Metallica yeah. goes out and makes a video, right? And, and in that video, it shows each member of Metallica. With full frontal nudity, with this cock out, hard, getting, you know, fucking a chick or getting sucked off by a chick or wearing female clothing and fake, you know, and a bra and fake boobs while fucking a chick. That's what is in this Ramstein video. <laughs> it's like these old German guys, and German, they're like creepy ass German guys. They're like stereotypical European German guys. They're creepy. They're not sexy at all, you know. I mean, I no might, offense to our German listeners, yeah, but, yeah, but no you guys are generally creepy, you know. We're not no, trying but, to stereotype you. Germans are pretty fucking creepy. <laughs> but, but it's like these old guys, right? I mean, they have to be maybe 50, 60 years old. Yeah. And it has these young girls, maybe in their 20s, and these guys having actual intercourse with them. And, and you see it. I mean, you see the penis going in the vagina. It's not... It's like... And it's it's the band members, and it's just crazy. I don't know. I I I was just shocked. I'd rather see him fucking him than peeing on him. I, yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, I don't know. You got to see the fuck scenes, though. They're they're pretty creepy. I'm dudes. good on all that. Man. You got to watch it. I'm gonna make you watch it. All right, I'll watch it. Okay. Finally, um, 
we're really running out of time here, but um, let's give a mention to the Tea Party Clowns in Glen Beck. Okay. Um, so Can I run down it real quick? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, basically, yeah, he had a Tea Party 912. We talked about that, I think, last episode, the day after September 11th, the way you felt. Um, the organizer was Matt Kibbe. Um, they started putting out a fake picture that was officially debunked. Um, Glenn Beck said that there was 1.7 million people there. He used a university he forgot the name of to uh, say that there was 1.7 million people at the event. There was more like seven, 70,000. Mm-hmm. Um, Freedom Works, which is the big thing, they said a million. They were quoting ABC, and ABC made them remove it because it wasn't true. So after that, Michelle Malkin, who you might remember from selling us the Iraq War, have you, you know who Michelle Malkin is? She looks mm-hmm. like a... Yeah, she she put on her website that there were 2 million people there and quoted the same ABC article that was t- not only said seven, 70,000, but it was also said on... They already made somebody else take it down. So they tried everything they could to try to inflate the numbers. Um, so that's basically what it was. It was 70,000 people with a bunch of the most retarded signs that I've ever seen. No. Let's talk about these numbers because here's what's really interesting. I always thought, like, did you do you remember that video that, that you and I both saw when it had the the Tea Party people in Texas and the the Hispanic group? What, what were they called again? Uh, they said it was La Raza. I, I yeah, don't know that's right, La Raza. So so supposedly La Raza came and was protesting the the tea baggers and and I've always said that these tea baggers look like basically a clan meeting. Right. Yeah. So then, so now you and I have both witnessed a, a white supremacist website that, that a friend of ours posted, and um, and in that white supremacist website was a forum dedicated to the teabagger events. These guys going to it. So, Shocking. My, my conclusion is that not all of these are just ill-informed Glenn Beck fans. I think that that they've basically. Even unbeknownst to these Glenn Beck do-gooders or whatever you want to call them, I just call them Tea Party Clowns, um, unbeknownst to them, they've actually joined forces with the Klan. I think that those numbers reflect the the Glenn Beck crowd and the Klan. What you got is you got th- – it's a three-faceted thing. It's three mm-hmm. people – Two I can see getting together, and then there's one that I ne- I wouldn't see. But the three the three basic factions of these teabaggers, mm-hmm. the entire there's the regular just hardcore conservatives. Mm-hmm. There's the black helicopter people. Those are the guys that think 9/11 got blown up and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They rarely, rarely ever band up with the conservatives, but they have that's what Glenn Beck is basically uh, those two things together. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you, uh, these guys usually vote for the right, and usually you're there with the neocons, and that's the the racists and the clan mm-hmm. type meetings. So you got just a weird, a weird trio there. When those mm-hmm. three get together, it can get really dangerous. Mm-hmm. So wait, what's the trio now? The-, the trio would be regular, just regular, at run of the milk neoconservatives or conservatives. Mm-hmm. Then you got the the black helicopter people, which are the, the Glenn Beck people. The Glenn Beck is like yeah, Glenn Beck, Heidi okay. Montag, the people that think the Antichrist people, the people that are the the, Par- the, the paranoid, um, yeah. religious religious right doom and gloom. Yeah, yeah, like have you seen Conspiracy Theory with yeah. Mel Gibson? Mm-hmm. Those guys. Okay. Usually they're on the left, but now that Obama's in power, they're going to be on the they're they go to the right. Right, and then the Klan. Okay. And then the clan. So you got those three working together to bring you one of the finest 
re, uh, examples of retardation. Oh my God, those signs are awesome. That, oh yes, people like that. That one video. Um, we should post that on the blog. The video with the kid. Yeah. The, um, what was your favorite part of that? Like the, clip? The, the SARS when the guy said, "And you know this happened." <laughs> <laughs> there was a, there's a video of a kid um, going for the teabagger party, and the kid was very well informed. He, yeah. he was obviously someone who knew a lot about politics, and he Especially would go in and just blow away every point that those teabaggers had and made them look so stupid. Or, or he didn't even do that. He just let them say the stupid stuff, mm-hmm. assuming that you knew the truth. Yeah. My, you want to know my favorite part of it? What's that? My part is there's a guy there, and he's got a pole that I'd say is at least 20 feet tall. Mm-hmm. And on top of that pole, it says, Joe Wilson for president. <laughs> Did you see that guy? Yeah, I saw that guy. And they come up to the guy, and they ask him about Joe Wilson. And he says, oh, Joe Wilson was really great. And he's like, well, did you realize this, this about Joe Wilson? Did you realize this, this about Joe Wilson? And did you realize that he's getting censured by the Congress? And he's like, well, I'm not out here trying to vote, trying to get Joe Wilson to be president. <laughs> and he's got little. And that's what his sign said. And it's a giant sign. It's literally like bigger than life. It, it's like a 20, 20 foot high sign that says Joe Wilson for president. And see, that's what makes these people so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so well. Anyways, I do have a couple of events to mention. Um, some friends of ours, friends of the show. Um, the twenty fourth. If you're in the L.A. area, check out the twenty fourth annual Musicians Picnic in Topanga Canyon. It's on Sunday, October eleventh, um, and it's uh, featuring Big Brother and the Holding Company, TSOL, which is uh, Jack Grisham. He'll be on the show eventually. Um, Peter DiStefano from Porno for Pyros and the group Oleander. And one of the organizers is a good friend of mine, Lisa Moore. So check it out. Um, it's on the information on the blog. If you can make it, it's going to be a really fun event. It's a sober event. Um, the next one I have is uh, our brethren in podcasting, um, the show Oh uh, Yeah Dude, Seth Romatelli, Jonathan Larroquette. They are taking their podcast live um, on the road. They're going to be in New York City on Saturday, October 17th. You can watch them live. Tickets are limited. I have some inside information. It's sponsored actually by a beer company, um, so you must be 21 to enter if you want. And it's going to be like basically a promotional thing for the beer company, so um, expect to get drunk. Um, but, yeah, it must be 21. Go to oyadude.com to register. And you have to be registered if you're going to show up, too. Um do you have anything else, Chris? Nope, anything that's it. Mention? Okay. Um, vote for us on Podcast Alley. Go to podcastalley.com, search for ZZZ List. Check out the blog, ZZZList.com. Call our voicemail, 310-439-9979. Or follow us on Twitter, ZZZ List or AutoTK. And thanks for listening. It's too late to fall in love with Sharon Tate. But it's too soon to ask me for the words I want called on my tune I think it's time that y'all start to think about getting by Without that need to go out and find somebody to love It's too late, there's no one left Don't know I'm here to give you my heart And you want some fashion show But it ain't no contribution To rely on the instant
your chosen art And a section your boredom and let you play out your part Think about getting by without that 